Maine is known for its rocky coastline, beautiful forests, and brutal winters. It's the home of Stephen King, Alan's Coffee Brandy, and the Best Lobster. To the people who come from away, it's a vacation. But to those of us who live here, it's the way life should be. Welcome to Vacationland. My name is AJ, and I will be your guide through the history and mysteries of Maine. Dear Mr. Andropov, my name is Samantha Smith. I am 10 years old. Congratulations on your new job. I've been worrying about Russia and the United States getting into a nuclear war. Are you going to vote to have a war or not? If you aren't, please tell me how you are going to help to not have a war. This question you do not have to answer, but I would like to know why you want to conquer the world, or at least our country. God made the world for us to live together in peace and not to fight. Sincerely, Samantha Smith. Born June 29, 1972, in Holton, Maine, Samantha Smith was the pride and joy of Jane and Arthur Smith. The couple had been living in Amity, in an old farmhouse. Arthur was teaching at Rickert College in Holton, and Jane was holding down multiple jobs as town clerk, surveyor, and had her own craft shop. When the college closed in 1978, the family moved to Manchester, Maine, west of the state capital, Augusta. Jane became a social worker, and Arthur began teaching again at the University of Maine, Augusta. At age five, Samantha wrote her first letter to a foreign dignitary. Always a precocious child, she had written Queen Elizabeth II to declare her respect and admiration. The move to Manchester was difficult for the young girl. Her father had suffered his second heart attack, and at eight years old, she was sometimes left to care for him while her mother worked. In November of 1982, at the age of 10, Samantha wrote her now-famous letter to the new leader of the Soviet Union. She had been watching the news and was scared of the potential war. Samantha asked her mother one day, if everyone is so afraid of him, why don't they ask him if he's going to start a war? Jane would ask her daughter, why don't you write to him? So she did, and addressed the envelope to Mr. Yuri Andropov, the Kremlin, Moscow, USSR. Excerpts from her letter would later be published in a Soviet newspaper in April of 1983. When Samantha heard that her letter had been published, she was happy but disappointed that she hadn't heard from Yuri Andropov himself. So she sent a letter to the Soviet Union's ambassador to the United States. She wanted to know if Andropov would send her a letter back. Later that same month, she received a reply. Dear Samantha, I received your letter, which is like many others that have reached me recently from your country and from other countries around the world. It seems to me, I can tell by your letter, that you are a courageous and honest girl, resembling Becky, the friend of Tom Sawyer, in the famous book of your compatriot, Mark Twain. This book is well known and loved in our country by all boys and girls. You write that you are anxious about whether there will be a nuclear war between our two countries. And you ask, are we going to do anything so that war will not break out? 
Your question is the most important of those that every thinking man can pose. I will reply to you seriously and honestly. Yes, Samantha, we in the Soviet Union are trying to do everything so that there will not be war on Earth. This is what every Soviet man wants. This is what the great founder of our state, Vladimir Lenin, taught us. Soviet people well know what a terrible thing war is. Forty-two years ago, Nazi Germany, which strove for supremacy over the whole world, attacked our country, burned and destroyed many thousands of our towns and villages, killed millions of Soviet men, women, and children. In that war, which ended with our victory, we were in alliance with the United States. Together we fought for the liberation of many people from the Nazi invaders. I hope that you know about this from your history lessons in school. And today we want very much to live in peace, to trade and cooperate with all our neighbors on this earth, with those far away and those nearby, and certainly with such a great country as the United States of America. In America, and in our country, there are nuclear weapons. Terrible weapons that can kill millions of people in an instant. But we do not want them to be ever used. That's precisely why the Soviet Union solemnly declared throughout the entire world that never, never, will it use nuclear weapons first against any country. And generally we propose to discontinue further production of them, and to proceed to the abolition of all the stockpiles on Earth. It seems to me that this is a sufficient answer to your second question. Why do you want to wage war against the whole world, or at least the United States? We want nothing of the kind. No one in our country, neither workers, peasants, writers, nor doctors, neither grown-ups nor children, nor members of the government, want either a big or little war. We want peace. There is something that we are occupied with. Growing wheat, building and inventing, writing books, and flying into space. We want peace for ourselves and for all peoples of the planet, for our children and for you, Samantha. I invite you, if your parents will let you, to come to our country, the best time being this summer. You will find out about our country, meet with your contemporaries, visit an international children's camp, Artek, on the sea, and see for yourself, in the Soviet Union, everyone is for peace and friendship among peoples. Thank you for your letter. I wish you all the best in your young life. Signed in blue ink at the bottom, Y. Andropov. By the end of the school day, Samantha had become America's youngest ambassador, and she had attracted media attention from both the U.S. and the USSR. There were nightly reports on major American networks about the 10-year-old girl, and she was interviewed by Johnny Carson and Ted Koppel before she left for Moscow in July of 1983. She spent two weeks as Andropov's guest, visiting Moscow, Leningrad, and Artek, a children's camp on the Crimean Peninsula. In a book she would later write with her father, Samantha marveled at the kindness of the people she met and the presence they made for her, and the feeling was mutual. The people of the USSR were positively enamored with the cheerful girl. Her tour was broadcast on all Soviet channels. For some, this was the first time they could put a human face to the United States. Andropov had been unable to meet with Samantha while she was visiting, though they did speak by phone. Andropov was ill and had withdrawn from the public eye, though that wouldn't be known until later. The media followed Samantha and her family wherever they went. Her visit was documented in articles and photographs during her trip and after it. Soviet people knew Samantha and respected her, but the people in the U.S. were suspicious. Some felt that this was a public relations stunt, that Samantha and her family were being used for Soviet propaganda. 
Despite any misgivings, the Smith family came home to a celebration. Maine welcomed Samantha home with a red carpet and roses. In an article for Yankee Magazine, Jane Smith recounts, She surprised all of us, how she suddenly became articulate in front of the camera. To us, she was a ten-year-old girl who seemed to do nothing but giggle. Then all of a sudden, the camera turned on, and she could make sense. The first time I saw her on television, I had to go to my neighbors to watch. We didn't have an antenna. She came on and tears filled my eyes. I couldn't believe this was my kid. When the media crush began, we tried to anticipate questions. We tried to be careful in not telling her what to say, but we wanted her to have time to think about what she might be asked. But she didn't like to do that. She'd say, that's okay, Mom, I can handle it. She was the perfect age for all this. She had no idea the impact of the trip. It was like she was taking an exciting field trip. A couple more years down the road, and she would have been too self-conscious. In the end, there were few that could risk the young girl's charm and enthusiasm, and Samantha would spend the next two years as an unofficial goodwill ambassador. In December of 1983, she was invited to attend the Children's International Symposium in Japan, where she proposed world leaders exchange granddaughters for two weeks every year. Her reasoning? No one would want to send a bomb to a country his granddaughter would be visiting. Samantha would ultimately inspire other child goodwill ambassadors. Katya Lakeva would visit the U.S. in 1986. The Russian girl was accompanied by 11-year-old American Star Rowe, and together they visited New York, L.A., and D.C. Samantha would continue her goodwill ambassadorship February of 1984. She hosted Samantha Smith Goes to Washington Campaign 84. She spoke about politics and interviewed political leaders about issues affecting Americans ahead of the election. Samantha would soon branch out from politics, though. That same year, she would guest star on the show Charles in Charge. Her new fame wasn't all it cracked up to be. She soon became the subject of Robert John Bardo's obsession, and he began stalking the 12-year-old girl. When Bardo traveled to Maine to meet Samantha, he was intercepted by police and had to return home. Bardo would go on to stalk and kill actress Rebecca Schaefer. In 1985, Samantha had earned a new role starring as Robert Wagner's daughter in the show Lime Street. It was in August of 1985, on a flight from London to Maine, after filming scenes for the new show, that Samantha Smith and her father Arthur were killed in a plane crash. The flight had boarded in Boston with six passengers and two crew. Flight 1808 went down in Auburn, Maine, colliding with trees just short of the runway. All on board perished. The crash was investigated, but ultimately it was determined that due to weather, inexperienced pilots, and a ground radar failure, it was simply a tragic accident. People around the world mourned the loss of 13-year-old Samantha Smith, her funeral was held in Augusta. It was attended by Robert Wagner and a member of the Soviet Embassy in D.C. A personal message from Mikhail Gorbachev was read to the crowd, quote, Everyone in the Soviet Union who has known Samantha Smith will forever remember the image of the American girl who, like millions of Soviet young men and women, dreamt about peace and about friendship between the peoples of the United States and the Soviet Union. End quote. President Ronald Reagan also sent his condolences to the only surviving member of the Smith family, Jane. Perhaps you can take some measure of comfort in the knowledge that millions of Americans, indeed millions of people, 
share the burdens of your grief. They also will cherish and remember Samantha, her smile, her idealism, and unaffected sweetness of spirit. In the wake of her death, the young girl was honored with tributes. Monuments were erected in Moscow and Maine. At the art tech camp which Samantha had so loved, they dedicated Samantha Smith Alley to their friend. The Soviet Union issued a commemorative stamp in remembrance. An asteroid was named after her, and a 1985 Viola Concerto, titled Remembering Child, were all named in her memory, as was a diamond, a mountain, tulips, dahlias, and a ship were all named after Samantha. Michigan established a peace garden, and in Maine the first Monday in June is designated Samantha Smith Day. Schools in Washington State and New York City have been named for the young peacekeeper, but most notable is perhaps her mother's contribution. Jane founded the Samantha Smith Foundation in October of 1985. Its purpose? Peace and education through student exchanges between the U.S. and Russia fostering friendships between children. Samantha and her father now rest in a cemetery in Amity, Maine. Thank you for listening and Happy New Year. All sources for this episode are listed at pinetreepodcast.com and click on Vacation Land at the top of the page. Music is by Lurker. Check out more of his work at lurker.bandcamp.com and follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at vacationlandpod. I would like to leave you all with a quote from Samantha Smith herself. If we could be friends by just getting to know each other better, then what are our countries really arguing about? Nothing could be more important than not having a war if a war would kill everything.